Ohana means family, which means no one is forgotten or left behind. While listening to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for Lilo and Stitch, 2002. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I am your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the master interrupter, Alien Powers. Hello, Ohana family. Hello, Ohana family to you, Paul. And it, uh, also for this discussion of the film Lilo and Stitch, we welcome aboard for the first uh, outing, for his first outing on the pod, host of the Mountain Nerds podcast, Caleb Ardoin. Am I saying that right, Caleb? I should have asked Not you Not close, but good enough. <laughs> <laughs> good enough. Ardoin? Ardoin. Ar- I'm from Ardouin? South Louisiana, so originally. Okay. Is it Creole? Caleb Ardoin. Ardoin. Um, Ar- welcome, Caleb. Ardoin. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, glad you're here. <laughs> In addition to Caleb, we have back a historian officer of the pod, Celeste Mora. Hey, Celeste. Hello. Hello. And now that you have a quick flyby of who we all are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the, overview of the production specs for Lilo and Stitch? Yes, Leroy and Stitch was re- is an hour and thirteen minutes. It was released two thousand six. That's a uh, June twenty third, two thousand. Yes, that's not the right. You movie. didn't say. Yeah, Leroy and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, the f- the first one or the the TV series before the I first say the one. T- okay. Maybe we're doing the TV series. I mean, maybe you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, let's go about let's go and just do Leroy and Stitch. I'm sure right. that might be better than <laughs> Leroy and Stitch. It runs I'm an kidding. hour. And Lilo and Stitch, Paul. Go for Lilo and All Stitch. Right. Lilo and Stitch was released in theaters June 16th, the year 2002. It's even longer. It runs an hour and a half, and is rated PG. It was directed by Dean. De Blois are, I don't know, they might be from southern Louisiana or something, too. <laughs> and uh, Chris Sanders. It was also written by Chris Sanders. I love that they have a, a title that says, Based on the Idea by Chris Sanders. Right. You <laughs> said it say, Based and, on a True Story. I'd be a little bit more concerned. Yeah. Well, we don't know. And also, Dean De Blois, I don't know, sorry, was also written by that person. Wow. Uh, with the lead stars being... Dave Chase, Dave Chase, and Tia Carrera. And my dog Bentley says hello. Uh, The music. (laughs) Hello, Bentley. The music was composed by Alan Silvestri with the help of my dog. (laughs) And. uh, Obey my dog. (laughs) Yeah. Are you uh, ready for some box office trivia? I am ready. Caleb and Celeste, are you ready for uh, some box office trivia? Yes. And chat, feel free to join in. Go for it, Paul. Okay. Lilo and Stitch was made for about $80 million and earned about $250 million in the box office. Mm. Not adjusted for inflation. Good job. Not adjusted for inflation. 
Okay. All right. Given this and the fact that it was released theatrically in 2002, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the other movies released in 2002? We'll go for the top 50. Huh. Top 50. Okay. Uh, Caleb, what is your gift? What is your guess for in the top 50 where it ranked for 2002 movies? Hmm. I would probably say 20s. Probably 22. 22. 22. All right. How about you, Celeste? I'm going to say 15. 15. Okay. I mean, I want to lowball this, but uh, I also want to win. I'm at odds with myself. It is Disney. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go for 13, my my favorite number, 13. Uh, in chat, we have uh, six from uh, Neko. Detungsten says seven. Uh, I think those are pro- I think those are the All only right. guesses so far. So, Paul, where did it end it up actually ranking? At 17. Oh, 17. So, Celeste, you get that. Good Yay. job. You win. Um, and You win. win. Double the prize uh, you got last time. <laughs> <laughs> Much glory. Glory on the pod. How about, how about that? Is that, that worth something? That works. <laughs> but thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice has located our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. Alien lost. Lost. Paradise found. How? Walt Disney Pictures presents. You sure it's a dog? I think it might be a koala. A story of friendship, family, and finding your place in the universe. Ohana. Huh? Ohana rules. Nobody gets left behind. So you're from outer space. I heard the seventh choice. Disney's Lilo and Stitch. You ain't nothing but a Rated PG. In theaters June 21st. Uh, yeah, you may be nothing but a hound dog, but do we? Were, what memories were hounding us as we prepared to watch Lilo and Stitch? Let's find out in our memory mind melt synopsis for this film. Alien Stitch escapes police spaceship. Lilo and her sister speak with the caseworker Cobra Bubbles about Lilo's guardianship. Alien Stitch, Project 616, befriends disobedient child Lilo. Ohana means family. Through the power of love and Elvis, Lilo shows Stitch that he is worthy of love and doesn't have to be evil. Meanwhile, Plinky and Gumba try to capture Stitch. Stitch teaches Lilo that she is just fine the way she is. Finally, a big battle with the spaceships and Cobra Bubbles is really a CIA agent and not a caseworker. Alien police arrest Stitch and take him away, end with photo montages. A lot of that was actually pretty accurate, but some of it was... Decepted. I think Bubbles was actually a caseworker. He just formally mm-hmm. was part of the CIA. And so, anyway, that's okay that we didn't get our memories quite right. But um, as flawed as they were, what was your prediction for this film before you rewatched it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Uh, Celeste, what was your prediction? I predicted classic. Okay. Uh, Caleb, what was your prediction? <laughs> nostalgic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, what is your prediction? Tiny bubbles. Oh, nostalgic. And my prediction was tragic. <laughs> no one is surprised. <laughs> really? 
What? No, there's well, okay, well, whatever, guys. You know what? Fine, fine, fine. Why don't we get into the things that, you know, there were some things I liked about this film. So who knows? Maybe it will turn out to be a unanimous classic by the end. But before we even, we're getting, it's happened before. We're getting, yeah, it has happened before. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. Let's talk about the things we liked most about Lilo and Stitch. Let's boot up our best three. Or best two in this case, since there's we have uh, two awesome guessos. So, Caleb, I'm going to start with you. What's one thing you liked about Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, I like the... Uh, oh, see, it's hard for me to pick my favorite, because there was a lot of things that I liked, so but ultimately... Not, not your not my favorite. favorite. Okay. Save your favorite. I'm going to save my favorite. One then. thing you liked... I will say exactly. just the characters in the in, in the movie. I really enjoyed, uh, you know, just the... It was a really wide variety of characters, and they were fun. They were really fun, Yeah. Um, you know, the, with the different aliens, and then um, your human characters as well, and of course, Lilo and Stitch were just really fun counterpart counterparts to each other, so that was, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, like that. Yeah, that, they had a wide variety. Yeah. And it wasn't oh. just like, like two-dimensional, one-dimensional, well, it was two-dimensional mm -hmm. animation, <laughs> um, but I like the characters. Uh, they the the history it seems like the, each one was kind of like had their own mm -hmm. history and stuff and you could tell that so did yeah. that did that make your like list as well Paul no then? I'm just uh um, adding on to helping it. Caleb okay. like, uh, agreeing with him and saying yeah he's right <laughs> uh huh sure sure guys uh well then what and Francisco's wrong what was what thing you like Paul <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed the character design by Chris Sanders. He's an he's an artist, and um, the styles of these these characters. Mm -hmm. So um, it was great to watch them move and come to life, quote unquote. I will say the the character design for Stitch is pretty unique. Yes. I still don't know how anyone would think that's a dog, but. I yeah. feel like it was a, a unique take on an alien, which I appreciate I, I don't for sure. see how people think he's toothless from um, How to Train Your Dragon. It was designed by the same person, but, you know, they both have, have the wide mouth and the big eyes, but they're totally different. Yeah. Oh, I had never heard that. But they have uh, yeah, a I similar could... outline, except for Stitch's ears are bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So... And he has six arms or legs or whatever yeah. they're called. <laughs> yeah. Well, but true. he sucks two of those in. Yeah. That's and true. he has a big tail that's broken and flies around. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> wow. Uh, so that was wrong about Lilo and Stitch. Leslie, why, or Celeste, why don't you tell us something that is right for you about this film? So I really enjoyed the music. Yeah. So I'm oh. a big, I love Elvis anyway. So oh, cool. Nice. Like the fact that they included Elvis music and, and yes. put that little little caveat to Lilo's character <laughs> was funny to me. But then just the overall music was great. By Alan uh, Silvestri, cool. you mean the score or are you talking about the Elvis music throughout? All of it. Oh, okay, both. Cool. So nice. the, the score, the the music, um, the Hawaiian roller coaster ride will get stuck in your head for weeks. Yeah, I love that one. Hawaiian roller coaster ride? Yes. I'm not recalling it, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it got stuck in my head for weeks. I'm, I'm sure I'm hearing it right now. In fact, we were literally playing, playing it earlier we, before we started recording. <laughs> anyway, you like the music? You like the music? Yes, I watched it. Just want to make sure. Over the course of three days. Um, okay. No so something I liked about. Sorry, man. I have to dog you a little bit. Movie. I know it's your show, but you know, that's fine. Everyone else does it. Just pile on. Why not? Um, yeah, my dog says uh, it too. 
<laughs> well, guys, this was my first and last literally. appearance on the show, but no. <laughs> uh, something I enjoyed about this film was I liked um, David. I really enjoyed his character. Uh, you guys said you liked a lot of the characters. I thought David was one, the one character I wanted to root for. Is I would like to see more himself? of him in this. Yeah, yes. the guy who burned right. himself. Except for his one silly line that says, I heard I hear the, the waves in space are choice. I'm like, What what are you talking about? There's a waves in space. But okay, surfers whatever. talk sometimes. You know, just trying I to guess. I, okay, fine. But uh I really I appreciate his character. Would have liked to have seen more of David. Um, but with that, let's get into the things we loved most about Lilo and Stitch, and I'm gonna go to Lesty this time. Okay. So my classic maker is the attention that Disney put to the cultural aspects of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like, like the they, Hawaiian dances they, at the beginning. Yeah. Right. They put a, and there's a lot of subtle things, mm. like certain lines that if you don't know and understand certain Hawaiian culture. Like Ohana. Well, uh -huh. references. Yeah, like Ohana. Um, when... Lilo put the flowers oh. on the lay on Stitch, and he just kind of like, Broom. it wasn't yeah. that it, it was. What was about that? It was. Why did that happen? It's this is not confirmed. This is a theory mm. online, but the theory oh, is okay. that lays symbolize the they're like the the personification of aloha, which is oh, family, okay. love, whatever. And so the idea was that she's like literally going, "Look, I love you," and he goes, Broom. "I don't know how to handle this." Too much um, have. It may just be people reading into it, but it's an interesting thing. Yeah, okay. So there's That's a couple cool. of other things in there, but that was the easiest example in my brain at the moment. Okay, nice. I like it. Um, so just the cultural element that they bring to this film, mm -hmm. that was much better done in Moana. Yeah, I totally Whoa, agree with you. Easy. Different um, culture. Okay. <laughs> Different culture. They're both yeah. Polynesian, though, kind of. Different I think they're both One's Polynesian. Hawaiian and the other one's Hawaiian. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Caleb, what was your classic maker? Did it have to do with the cultural aspect of this as well? Or maybe the alien cultural aspect it of this film? Not. Where it the was, waves are choice. Uh, it was the general <laughs> it was the general theme of family and, and oh, having that oh, sense okay. of belonging. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. like this movie, just like rewatching it for me is like a long time ago when I watched it, it was, it was my, I came from a family that's divorced, you know, and kind of mm -hmm. split up mm -hmm. and broken up. And so mm -hmm. having that, like kind of no one gets left behind, you know, as a kid, when you're divorced, you, you're, or when, when you're a kid and you go through that, your parents go through that, you feel kind of alone and you feel like you're left behind. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, mm -hmm. I watched this, it kind of like, Oh, well, like that's what I want. And now yeah. as an adult mm -hmm. who has children in the foster that I have foster children, um, mm -hmm. and that's my family, you know? Yeah. And so rewatching yeah. this kind of was like, wow, that's, you know, for me, it just kind of, uh, really makes you feel good. Especially it, there was parts of the film that really like the, with the caseworker thing, I know exactly how that is because I go through that. Mm. Um, and so oh, yeah, yeah. some of those, those Were elements, that tough? Yeah, it's some of them are actually really that tough and really? it's, it's, oh, wow. it's, uh, Do their it's, fingers say Cobra. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't have uh, Cobra Bubbles, but actually I would love a Cobra Bubbles yeah. case. Wasn't that so much, amazing? But... That looked just like Ving Rhames, the actor who voiced it yes. with the sunglasses. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, that's why I recognize his mm-hmm. voice. I googled okay, him after, and I was you. like, "Oh, that voice sounds familiar." Yeah, but yeah. I just I really love that theme. It, it just it's like a, it's a real personal to me. So yeah, absolutely. It's a great yeah. way how they show the characters connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Totally. 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 And that I mean that really goes into my classic maker, which I I like the concept, and I'll stress the concept of an alien outcast finding a home with a girl that also felt like an outcast and creating you this would family. Love e. I thought that was a great concept. Again, a good <laughs> concept, Paul. It's a great movie. I agree. Okay. <laughs> oh, so that is my classic maker, Paul. Why don't you cap us off here? What, what so did you like most classic about maker was E.T. So my classic maker is very <laughs> subtle. Um, and I'm a sucker for 2D animation that's done really well. And this is a great example. Yeah. Of, so I, oh, totally. I love I will agree just to yes. watch the lines and colors move. It was It's fantastic. Very, very cool. Uh, what? Darn it. Uh, something else that's fantastic e. that I totally forgot to mention about. No, cool. Geek Devotions. Geek Devotions is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They produce a weekly geek culture-infused devotional, their podcast, Com Talk, and written articles all designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. Find all their content, content at geekdevotions.com. And me and Paul actually just did a geek devotion on Vampire and D Bloodlust recently, so go check that yeah. out as well. Y'all finished up our yeah. Fangtober. Oh, yes, for your Fangtober uh, series on vampires and stuff and, and that So geekdom. everyone go check that so, out. Very cool. But what does that Indeed. have to do with Lilo and Stitch? Well, see, um, Lilo was sucking the resources dry. Uh, I mean, Stitch was sucking the resources dry of Lilo. Um, my dog's not believing uh, and her, and <laughs> Well, they did say that Nani's boss was oh. a vampire. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that. That's the, that's the connection. <laughs> okay, my dog says that's okay. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Would your dog also like to hear some trivia about Lilo Definitely. And All right. Definitely. And my apologies for not letting you guys know this ahead of time, but hopefully we'll roll with this okay. Yeah. So, uh, did you all realize that the name Lilo means generous one, and its uh, and its origin is Hawaiian? If that makes sense. Know it, what I noticed is what? that Nani means what in Japanese? Nani? Nani? Sister. Every I kept, time. I know. I can say Nani. Nani? <laughs> <laughs> but it it can so back to Lilo, it can also be interpreted as lost, and this would give the song title He May Lay No Lilo a loose translation as Lullaby of the Lost. Mm. The name Nani in Hawaiian means beautiful. Uh, so, what? No, that's <laughs> Japanese. Sorry. <laughs> I'm curious, do you all know what your uh, first names or last names mean? Like, what's yes. the etymology yes. of them? Go for uh, it, Celeste. Or, yeah, go for it, Celeste. Okay. So Celeste means heavenly. Nice. My middle nice. name means uh, abounding joy. Oh, and then oh, cool. Mora means blackberry. So oh, your nice. name means heavenly, abounding, joyous blackberry. Yes. <laughs> I'm a happy blackberry or a blueberry. It can, it can go either way. Nice. Nice. How about you, Caleb? Yeah, mine is, I believe it's bold one. So one that's nice. bold, bold one. Uh, oh, my nice. last name Artwin cool. comes from uh, an old Cajun word that means we don't know how to pronounce your last name. 
So <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, that's <laughs> most of Louisiana. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Paul, how about yourself? Yeah, Paul means small, and my middle name John means toilet. So uh, <laughs> I'm a small toilet, and uh, I don't think John actually means. I know. Toilet. I watched Robin Hood Men in Tights. They confirmed it, and uh, oh uh, my gosh! Oh yeah, that documentary, yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Powers is actually so, a, a, a a very long derivative of the word poor. So small, really, poor toilet. <laughs> so the wow. The, the have you seen the toilets that are like in third world countries where you have to like squat over yeah, them? Yeah, they have them in, in first world. Like Japan still has. In, in Your some. name means a squatty potty. May may. Uh, wow, <laughs> I have to go home and rethink my life. <laughs> wow, I love you, Paul. Oh, I love you too. My word. And I thought I was getting the heat. <sighs> Is that it? Do you want to tell us what Francisco means? <laughs> sure, I can. Sure. I'm waiting for you to say great trivia, Francisco. But well, that's fine. You know, I like to Francisco. keep things on the edge for you because you <laughs> you sure do. Uh, Francisco is kind of boring. It just means Frenchman, Saint um, Frenchman, and then Ruiz. No, just Frenchman. That'd be Saint Francisco. Oh, that would Paul. be San Francisco. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, that'd be San Francisco. Yes. No, Francisco treat. just means Frenchman. And Ruiz is like just a derivative of some uh, like old noble family or something. It's not really, doesn't really mean Did anything. Did they create some um, orange and yellow can... candies in the E.T. movie, the Ruiz's, Ruiz's pieces? No. Yeah, is that yeah, why yeah. You like the, I'm that's actually... why you hate that movie because they, they didn't give you your cut, right? Yeah, exactly. See, it's all coming all right. together here on the Lilo and Stitch episode. Wow. <laughs> Great trivia, Francisco. <laughs> you want to keep moving on? Thanks, Paul. And now that we've all yes, had some fun please. trivia, let's find out what memories you are. Awesome Rewinders. Actually, you're Rad Rewinders. Rad Rewinders had about Lilo and Stitch. So James Felix uh, opens up with Lilo, says, uh, did you lose? Oh, no, that's Lilo's the girl. Did you lose your job because of stitching me? Nani says, nah, the manager's a vampire. He wanted me to join his legion of the undead. Lilo, I knew it. Are you going to quote the whole movie? That's what, that's what James quoted. What do you want from me? <laughs> Drew Dodgen says, that poor man never got to eat his ice cream. Never did. No, he didn't. As Steve Hamilton says, just that it makes me want to go back to Hawaii and Elvis. And Alex Ortiz leaves us off with saying, it's a super sad movie. If you don't know why, that just means you have to watch it again. Does it, though? Yeah, and we'll talk about why. As great as Elvis the King is, let's talk about the things that make Lilo and Stitch quite a bit beneath royalty. Let's spin up our... Was three. Or worse, too, in this case. And I'm going to kick things off because I'm oh. weird to go. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so the thing uh, I mentioned before that David I really liked. I liked none of the characters in this besides David. What? Oh, my goodness. They all had their m little moments of sweetness, but yeah. that might as well have just been like, you know, sugar to help the arsenic go down or something. I just could not connect with any of these characters. Not... Any of them, except for bl bl small blips along the way, except for David. So, 
Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking hey, about. With you couldn't even connect with fun Captain Gantu either because he was also really salty. And I'm feeling a lot of salt. I, you, know what, I, you know, honestly, <laughs> I did like Gantu because, you know, he's trying to follow the rules, yeah. do what he's told, and then he gets punished at the end. What the, what the, what the junk, Disney? Whatever. Wait, Gantu so, was uh, the twerpy one, right? No, he is the big shark-looking guy that's oh, a giant. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's the doctor. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. So that was something I didn't like. Let's go to uh, Paul next. What's something you don't like about this film? Ha-ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I have so many here. I'm trying to... Um, okay. This is a little quibble, but... Um, okay. What's her name? Lilo is trying to hide from Nani, and she... I got the uh I was lucky enough to get the Blu-ray before they made changes and she hides in the dryer and then Disney changed it from a dryer to like a cupboard with a pizza box cover. So um oh, really? that scene is the scene I'm talking about. Um uh but Nani climbs on top of the cupboard uh -huh. or the dryer. Yeah. And and yeah. And Lilo can't hear her. I mean, if you're going to hear anything, you're going to hear that above else. If someone's stomping on top of on whatever you're hiding under. So that's fair. It yeah. doesn't make there is moments that kind of don't make sense, even with like space alien stuff. Uh, but mm -hmm. that one was very egregious as an example. All right. I mean, I didn't notice that. But yes, I will throw my lot in with that as another example of. Of horribleness about this film. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Caleb next. What's something you didn't like about this film? Um, I'll I'll jump back since we we talked about Captain Gantu. I don't I didn't really like his role within the film. Oh. Um, just because he oh, was, like in, it was yeah. it was not that I didn't like like he was. I say he was a great villain, but the thing about it is he only was in the movie for like barely part of it he he really wasn't built up to be this like big villain character but then he was it was super awkward the way he was a villain it, i didn't think of him as a villain i, I don't know he's just he doing was in his the, job he was in the, caleb hey he was in the film job. for like maybe what 20 minutes maybe like the beginning okay. and then yeah. he came in like right towards the end they didn't really mm -hmm. give him any kind of anything um i would like to have seen more with his character that's true just he's a great character that needed more screen time he did not get out. I think he you know, got I more screen time that. in yeah. the series. Him and David should do a buddy oh, cop show cool. in this universe. I'd totally watch that. <laughs> At least an episode. Um, but but I'm, if anyone's the villain, it's it's uh, the the head matron gal who's like, go do this. Oh, you failed. You go do this. Oh, you failed. Oh, she's just doing her job because she has to answer to a council. Whatever. 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 <laughs> Uh, Celeste, what's something you didn't like? Was it Gantu? Was it the, any characters particularly? Or it something was, else? It was one particular instance where oh, okay. when David comes and tells Nani that there's a job, she leaves Lilo. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you know that Bubbles the is coming. The fire department's going to call. <laughs> no, not, not the fire department. You know uh, that Bubbles. Bubbles is coming. You know that... Yeah. That's a big no-no, even if it is just up the street. Like, why are you yeah. going to leave the kid? Take her with you. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that during yeah. in foster care. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. No, you can't. And so it just, it seemed very counter to what she had been striving to do. Because up until that point, with the exception of, you know, the, the whole fighting 
and telling Lilo she wished she wasn't there thing, she was doing a pretty good job of being a parent in a situation where she shouldn't have had to have been. Yeah. Well, is that just them showing that she's a flawed character? Like, we all make decisions that we shouldn't do. Even we know Mm -hmm. we shouldn't Mm -hmm. do, and sometimes we still do it. Maybe, but I also feel like they showed that she was responsible enough to have not done that. That's true. It, it didn't follow the... It didn't follow it was, what they had already built up for her. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Okay, that's fair. Uh, well, maybe you guys can help elucidate me about something then. If I knew what that word meant, re- sure. re- Make clear to me. Make something oh, complex clear to me, Paul. That's what, Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, we're opaque. Now we're clear. Um I'm curious if you Animaniacs. if you got that line. Sorry. I was gonna let I'm people sorry, listeners I at home. It. Jeez, jeez, you're the master interrupter, not the master ruiner, Paul. That's your tragic <laughs> maker right there. Um, I'm curious if any of this if this has to do with any of your tragic makers. Speak up. I did not understand why Leela was so at odds with like not wanting to let her sister help take care of her did she just hate her sister did she not want to be there did she want to go into the foster system it did not i had no i there's nothing to to help me figure out why she was like boarding herself into the house and making it so hard on her sister it's from and this is where we're getting to kind of a serious note here but in in being in going through that system and stuff kids do have that mindset where they're just kind of like trying to live their life be kids And not that Uh she was trying to, you know, just kind of watching this in my mind, not that she was trying to be resistant or not trying to, but I think, you know, when kids are taking out of a situation or in this case, they lose their parents, they lose their support system, their foundation, um, they Mm -hmm. feel kind of like lost in a way and they, they, they feel Mm -hmm. kind of helpless. And in this case, Lilo was just trying to find, in my opinion, she was trying to find that fill that gap so it's not that she was just trying to be like i don't care it's more or less in my head that she was just trying to find that happiness that she was trying to seek right. um did well, you see the beginning i felt like she didn't care but all right, all right all right i well, guess I'll... you also have to take into that's account... that's a fair observation Kip. go ahead celeste you also have to take into account we don't know how old lilo is and we she's also don't like she's seven. between the okay. ages of four seven. and eleven Problem. Yes. I, I was actually kind of curious how old Nani was. She's too, the like, ages between four was... and 40. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's at, at least be there. 18 to be a guardian. Yeah, she'd she have, have to be, be at least yeah. 18. Um, but kids process grief yeah. differently. Yeah. We don't yeah. know how close to losing their parents they were. She mm-hmm. makes mention several times, and this is not something I picked up on when I was a kid, but rewatching this, I did. At one point, she goes, everyone looks at me yeah. differently now. Yeah. And so that, that to oh, me says that, that it was a more recent thing. So she's processing her emotions when she doesn't have the skill set to do so, which means she's going to do things that don't make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And doesn't here, mean I have to like it, but all right, fair. I'll fair. I'll I'll leave it you with this uh Bible verse is Proverbs twenty two fifteen. And remember this, Francisco, okay. that foolishness is bound, bound in the in heart, the of, heart a child. of a child. All That's right. right. <laughs> so why does she do foolish things? Because he's a child. Yes. All right. Fair enough, Paul. 
Jesus juking me already. All right. I Gosh, got Francisco, let her grieve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Let her destroy the house. What's wrong she with you? She can grieve in obedience. <laughs> Why is that so out out there as a concept? Um, to be happy, let's see. Let's, let's get into our tragic makers, the things we hated about this film. Uh, and I sort of spoke to mine already, honestly, so I'll just sort of loop it back and say, I don't get why Gantu was fired at the end, because, yeah, he's just doing his job. He made one mistake, and they fire him for it? I think that's a little ridiculous. Especially when this gal is doing the... She's the one that's assigning these people to go do the things, and they... She keeps assigning people that are incompetent. She should get fired, but whatever. That's my tragic maker. Celeste, what's yours? (laughs) Just gonna talk on your tragic maker for just yeah, go, a minute. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Just a second. Um, it could be that because we've already stated that the the head lady had to answer to a council, and they put a human in danger on a protected planet. So it could mm-hmm. be she was doing that preemptively to save her own butt. Mm. All right, that's fair. Like that's, you'll. I'll throw you under the bus so that I don't get the heat. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. And good example is there are certain things in in the, my line of work where if you do this, you're pretty much just going to need to go start packing your stuff yeah. up. Um, and one of them I've seen happen is somebody, there was a test that needed to be done on somebody. They called the wrong patient, verified the wrong name and date of birth, gave the patient uh, basically the equivalent of four Snickers. Nice. For a a test to test how your body processes Sounds sugar. Like Halloween to me, yeah, right? Oh um, and then drew the blood on the wrong patient. That's not uh, Halloween. If, <laughs> well, for some people, it that's is. one of those things. If the patient had been sensitive to sugar, that yeah. could have seriously injured them. That is an immediate fire yeah. offense. So sure. to me, it's the same thing. They put a human in danger. Yeah. They get fired. Wait, I'm so confused. They asked, hey, is this your name? And the person said, oh, yeah, that's my name. And it wasn't or their name. They said no. Ooh. And he's like, I don't care. Moving on. Or they went, hey, so and so, come back. And the wrong person misheard stood up and they didn't verify so anything probably, else. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. The rest okay, of that that's still sketchy. sketchy. Okay. That's so, my tragic maker, though, mm, Paul yes, actually touched on this, mm. is that they changed the dryer. <laughs> yes to a cabinet with the pizza thing and it's not so much that they changed it although that is annoying um it's more a matter of they didn't consistently change it meaning oh is it a dryer in other scenes Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you first see it it's the cabinet with the pizza box when you see it later in that same room like it's a cabinet beside a washer Mm -hmm. And then later, when you see the washer, there is a dryer. It's because they were trying to feng shui the room. They had to keep moving furniture. (laughs) And then just that other scene, they just moved it back. Oh, oh, yeah. That that explains. (laughs) If you're going to go through the difficulty of changing something like that, be consistent. They did a good job of changing it. Like, it looks like it's supposed to be part of that scene. It's not like one of those, like, oh, this is a cut and paste job. It's like, they reanimated (laughs) it. It It looked great. It's just, they dropped it off. They forgot that that dryer was in the scene later, and Uh, that somebody's gonna go, oh, look, that's a thing. Maybe it's a wink back to the audience who remember it from before. Maybe I don't know. Well, you know what? This just goes... So speaking of consistency, 
Uh, Celeste. Mm-hmm. Don't uh oh me. <laughs> Paul. I mean, we were saying how uh, you're giving me, you guys are making very valid reasons why um, Lila was uh, grieving the way she was. Mm-hmm. So it's consistent that a, a girl that is sort of like not thinking very rationally would go into a dryer. So now you're taking away her agency of disobedience by sticking her in a cabinet. Danger. So which is it going to be? Which is it going to be, Disney? Have it be obedient child or don't? Pick a lane here. Thank you. Good night. I like a lane too. <laughs> Get out. Shove. Um, <laughs> let's go to... Caleb, for your tragic maker. Um, I felt that there were parts. It the length of the movie was fine, perfect. But I think there were some parts that were kind of like rushed. It felt like some things that they should have explored more of. Like once again, the Gantu thing. Like they should have kind of dove Mm -hmm. more into his character. There were some parts where it's like I was watching and I was like, so Stitch was bad, and then he's all of a sudden kind of good. Like it. There, yeah, it, that, I didn't that really went get too that. fast to me. It, yes, did, they didn't I agree. build yeah. that up enough where it should have been a more, I guess, better process there. I don't know. Something should have happened to Lilo and then Stitch would have went, all right, you know, and, and kind of started changing that oh, way. It was just like this whole triggered it. It, it. There was just, I don't know. It was like, oh, I'm good now. Like, <laughs> it kind of, yeah. it was weird. Yeah, it was it's almost like in that, in that there sense. should have been some sort of save the cat moment with Stitch is what I think I'm hearing. Yeah, some you. sort of like, moment that where he, yeah. Uh, and okay. then I want to see more Cobra Bubbles, uh, man. Like, that's just... <laughs> he was, yeah. Oh, I, put I him with your that. buddy cop movie, the three of them. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> David Gantu and Bubbles yeah. on the road solving crimes in a future time. <laughs> and surfing the waves yeah. in space. <laughs> oh, my. Well, then that leaves... Uh, Paul, what is your tragic maker for Lilo um, and Stitch? This, I think, is is maybe just applies to me because I've talked about it with other people and they don't really see it that way. But for some reason, towards the beginning, when uh, Lilo, little girl, punches the redhead girl in the face, that really <laughs> disturbs me. Like, it, sure, it is, yeah. Like for some <clears throat> reason, I find it more horrifying than like a Rocky movie where they're just pummeling other each other. I don't know why, but it's really, I don't know. Maybe it's the way it's done or something. It's just really disturbing to see a, a cute little child punch another cute little child in the face. Well, and everybody seems to be like, children in the face when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe it's, you didn't punch little girls in the face, Paul, when you were a kid, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I missed out on life. And so it just really bothers me, um, yeah. to a point where it, it, it's, it's very disturbing to me. See, for me, I think it it would have made more sense if that came later because the redhead is very mean to her throughout. So it it's not earned by that point, though. That she I don't think it's feel earned like, later, but that's me I mean, personally. it makes more sense later. It's certainly not a good thing to have happen, but there isn't enough of that built up resentment that the audience has been uh, developing for that girl and, to make it at least somewhat justifiable why I, all right, Lilo look, would do I that. I understand kids fight and they can, and you could like, I mean, you could still have Lilo punch her and like get in a fight, but like, yeah, don't show it. Turn the backs or something. I don't want to see it. Okay. that That's fair. At the same time, it, it, in my opinion, it seems like it could have been like, all right, we're showing this because Lilo's angry. She has 
built up. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, and kids you lash lost your parents. out. You're, I, under- you're angry. I understand. It's just gonna for me personally, I. <laughs> It's it's it bothers me way and it and, and I think about it for days like it it's wow so, okay Paul, first world totally about Fight Club you don't talk about Fight Club so. yeah. I, wow. I didn't hear that because I'm not supposed to talk about that <laughs> I don't remember well, what the little redheaded girl said but all I know is that when Lula went to punch her I was like yeah get her <laughs> like whatever wow. it was it made me go ooh you deserve that. Oh, okay. we're on two different sides of the camp. All right. Apparently. Now, let's see what sides of the camp we are on when it comes to our final reign for Lilo and Did Stitch. Alice? Francisco's heart changed three sizes? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Do we oh. rate Lilo and Stitch a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this film, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's worth your time to rewatch if you enjoyed it as a kid or a young adult. Definitely go back, revisit it, enjoy those nostalgic memories. Uh, but if you've never seen it, watch another film. Or is it a tragic? We'd recommend no one go see this. If you haven't seen it before, keep it that way. If you have seen it before and have fond memories, don't sully those memories with a rewatch. Let's start with our newest guest, Caleb. What is your final reign, classic, nostalgic, or tragic for Lilo and Stitch? I'm going classic. After after watching it, I after predicting nostalgic, you went classic. I went classic. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, I, did you maybe maybe confuse what I said? So so classic is things you want other people to watch. Yeah, tragic people need is to watch what Lilo you say. I want watch. my kids to watch Lilo and Stitch. So no, I Learned don't think you're understanding this. <laughs> How to burn down the house. <laughs> oh, yes. my word. All right. So classic from classic. Caleb after your uh, nostalgic prediction. Uh, Lesty, you predicted classic. What did your uh, final rating turn out to be? I give it a final rating of classic. Wow. Because I think this is one of the best movies that Disney's done. Wow. Did you hear that, Francisco? Like, it's, I heard <laughs> it's one, of my, one of my favorites. I will... Legitimately, it's probably been about a year since I've watched it, but I will put this on as an adult and listen to it while I'm doing other things. Oh, this is where you made the mistake, Francisco. You invited the wrong people. (laughs) (laughs) No, you invited the right people. (laughs) Okay, but did you rate this the right rating, Paul? You predicted nostalgic. What was your final rating? My final rating is nostalgic. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, if you enjoyed it, um, or if you're an animation buff like I am, go check it out. But mm-hmm. if it, I wouldn't say like if you haven't seen it, I don't wouldn't say it's like oh you need to see this. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, so two classics is nostalgic for me. Change of heart, change of heart. <laughs> um, I would say that this movie Lilo and Stitch is a classic example of a tragic Disney movie. It is so bad. There's no reason to waste your time with this movie. Just get out of my face. Rebellious child. Oh, that's that's just one. And a rebellious alien. That oh, He's a child. He's brand new. He's actually younger than Lilo. Okay, well, okay, great. Then another disobedient child. Fine. (laughs) Oh, this movie. Um... So, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Lilo and Stitch a disputed classic film. We recommend anyone go watch this, whether or not you've seen it before. 
So now uh, we're oh wait wait we're getting we're getting something in. Uh, hold on, real quick. Right. Uh, we're getting we're getting a message. And what is what is this, Alice? What's what's happening now? Jacob, uh, Retro Rewind Podcast just rated uh, Lilo and Stitch a classic. What are your thoughts on that? Okitabakubaja. <laughs> this is a family show. You don't need to be saying that on their podcast. I said it's okay. Let's go. <laughs> it oh, was great. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> hey, be like, you got to understand my language, man. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm sorry. I apologize. Of course, the only way I can imagine we got to this point is either Francisco missed the episode somehow, <laughs> or perhaps he finally learned the, the joy of Disney, or at least this might be one of the few Disney exactly. films that's gotten through his filter. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is obviously, we, we obviously thought this was a classic Oh, yeah, absolutely. Film. And if you want to hear uh, us go into more detail about those thoughts, yeah. way back yeah. on our episode dated August 29th of 2020, we did Lilo and Stitch hashtag release it, you cowards. All right. That's great, Drew and Jacob. Who was that? <clears throat> Drew and Jacob from the Cellcast, another member of Culture Box, uh, Culture Box Media Network. I knew that. I know you know that, and you're asking for everyone else. I appreciate that, Paul. Apparently, they they don't have good taste either, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm Kane. We love Drew and Jacob. Thank you for calling in, guys. I don't know why uh, you felt that compelled to, but all right. Well, now that we have all entered. We already entered our final round, but yes. it would be awesome to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20 20XX. 20 Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Ooh, feels good to be back, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 2002 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely... Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, <gasps> you're right here, Ooh. The Untold Podcast, James Kennison, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronenbitter, Patrick Dusen, Kenneth N, Redeem Otaku, That's Our Babo, Josh Adams, D. Tungsten, Andy Lewis, Jeff, The Dapper Man Reviews, Tony from the Retro Days, Mr. Lost, in addition to 10 other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help us keep flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to help us grow via Patreon, Subscribestar, or PayPal. Sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. And while we're thinking our supporters we want to give a big galactic hug to our guests for coming and supporting us with their review and thoughts about lilo and stitch tonight so we're going to do alphabetical order and start with celeste thank you for coming where can people find you online or is anything cool you got going on that people should know about so you can find me online over at geek devotions the easiest way to find everything that we do with geek devotions is to go to geekdevotions.com we have a various and sundry things, such as website articles. We have Facebook Bible studies. We have Twitch streams. We just started a new podcast in addition to our other podcast oh, called yeah. The Bottom Shelf, mm -hmm. where we review critically acclaimed bad movies. Um, I am not a part of that one regularly because yes. I just can't. Understood. <laughs> just can't. I tried. Well, we to make it through it was, some things just couldn't. i mean but but celeste you're here for this epically bad movie so no, i'm I confused love this one <laughs> <laughs> so like i will try to watch them and 
If it's as bad as one particular movie, which I don't know if that episode's come out yet or not, mm. and 30 minutes in, I looked at Dallas and went, mm. I need ice cream. If I'm going to watch any yeah, more of this, I need ice cream. And then I finished I the more. ice cream and I went, I'm going to bed. Nice. <laughs> All right. So that was well my thoughts well on done. the movie. Nice. Um, but you can also find me over on Playing Games with Strangers. We are a oh, yeah. family-friendly actual play D&D podcast. We keep things PG. We get a little serious, more serious mm. with some stuff. But I was uh, surprised this movie was PG. I was like, I saw that. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, we definitely deal with some some heavy things, but there's you don't have to worry about profanity. You don't have to worry about uh, situations that are a bit more risque. But you bring the gore, right? We like like monsters just getting lopped in half and stuff. I mean, some in the last session, somebody did get swallowed and <laughs> oh, then spit back up. Speaking of blood, <laughs> I thought it was cool that Stitch had Klingon blood, like that right? Pepto Bismol pink. I that thought was that was cool. fun. Wait, he bled in this? No, they yeah. took like some blood out of him with the syringe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right, and we also, oh, first of all, thanks again, uh, Celeste, yes, for joining you, Celeste. us. So glad to have you again, and thank you, Caleb. Where can yeah. people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on that people should know? Yeah, you can find us on our various social medias, on Twitter at Nerds Mountain, on Facebook at Mountain Nerds Podcast, and on Instagram at Mountain Nerds Pod. Um, I also stream on Sundays. I had to think for a second. I stream on Sundays. Um, my times are kind of various, uh, kind of whenever my kids go to bed, I start streaming. It's usually Sunday evenings mm -hmm. around seven, between seven and eight. Now, twice a month, okay. we do a space RPG, uh, kind of like D and D as well. Um, we are oh, on yeah. our fourth campaign. It's, it is family friendly. We do have, you know, a little bit of violence, but right now it's super silly, goofy. Um, if you've ever seen any like space comedies, that's pretty much what it is. Um, it's, it's really, really fun. So we do that twice a month. Oh, cool. Um, and uh -huh. we will be doing that in, uh, not this, uh, actually we're not this week. I'm me and my wife are streaming, uh, uh, fun game, but, uh, the following we will be doing, uh, you know, a, a new one. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, get awesome. back to it. So, and so what's the Twitch channel for, oh, it's twitch.tv forward slash mountain nerds. Awesome. And by the time you're hearing this, uh, dear listener, if you watch, listen to this when it comes out, that should be coming, that episode on uh, Caleb's Twitch should be coming out this coming Sunday. Yeah, and so you can also you find, um, you can also find us on various, um, our various pod, uh, podcasting app of choice as well. We do a podcast as well. I can't believe I forgot about the podcast. That's like the main part that I do. <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> um, our podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcast. Um, anything like that, go give it a listen. We do really fun episodes. We do like some really yes, goofy stuff. We do, okay. um, we've done an episode about fast food. We do episodes about, um, you know, interviewing, uh, other geeks with passions and hobbies. And it's, it's fantastic. Um, and we also do, I have been putting our space RPG on our podcast. So if you do miss an episode oh, or two, nice. you can go back and re-listen to those. Um, so yeah. Very cool. And we have a question from uh, Chad. D. Tungsten's asks, space comedy like space balls? Or like, do you have a the movie Orville. that you say you, is similar to? If you've to ever seen the show The Orville, it's it's the same kind of like, it's, we obviously, we're Christians, we're, we're keeping everything clean, but it's like goofy and stupid in that sort of way, so. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. It's really fun. Though. Okay, very cool. Well, thank you so much, Caleb, yeah, for being on the show as well. It. Yeah.
And thank you. Yeah, I want to say thank you again to uh, Celeste and Caleb for joining us. And a hearty thanks to those of you listening for the first time. And of course, all of you who are part of the Rad Rewinder community, you you all who watch us live every week, whether we're recording this podcast like right now or playing retro games, you're all an amazing group of people helping sustain the pod. But if you are looking for ways to get involved in growing this Retro Rewind endeavor, reach out to us on social media where we are at Retro Rewind Pod pretty much everywhere you could buy some of our merch also uh, maybe leave us a review on apple podcast or Podchaser. Uh, become a monthly patron or simply just share your favorite episode of the podcast with a friend so that more people can enjoy the content of the retro rewind pod hold everything earth is a protected wildlife reserve yeah we've been using it to rebuild the mosquito population which need i remind you is an endangered species you have been listening to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 236, our endangered species of <laughs> this podcast. No, the review of Lilo and Stitch. With me, your exo, PaulJPowers.com. You can find me online and all my social media links at PaulJPowers.com. Oh, wow. That's easy to remember. Uh, thank you for being an awesome and amazing friend, Paul. It's so fun getting to do this voyage of the pod with you. Um, I have been and continue to be the captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter at FXRetro underscore, especially if you need a pixel art work commissioned. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. We are now part of the Culture Box Media Network. You can find all of the shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. And with that, Captain, we are on final approach to base. Hopefully it's not blown up by spaceships. Hopefully not. Thank you, Exo, <laughs> and thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. Our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. That's your Austin Powers and <laughs> Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Aloha! Well, things can't always be the way you want them to be. But sometimes they are with young Indiana Jones! Then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. Trust me. Are you making this up as you go along? Yeah. Okay. Don't believe me. You will, Dr. Jones. Mission accomplished. Full throttle. No break. Those people are trying to kill us. I know, Dad. It's a new experience for me. It happens to me all the time. Welcome to our 20th chapter installment of Young Indiana Jones Chronicle Woo-hoo. Adventures 
or something like that. The young, uh, where we're the going, adventures uh, of young Indiana Jones. How many times we got to go through this? <laughs> Apparently, at least twenty, if not more. Um, we are uh, reviewing each episode in between our uh, main movie reviews of the three countum three. Only three uh, Indiana Jones movies, which we'll be ending here this coming December uh, Christmas with uh, The Last Crusade and The Last Young Indiana Jones Adventure. Uh, but Paul, why don't, give us, why don't you give us the technicals for this adventure, uh, Chapter All right, 20? Chapter 20 of The Young Indiana Jones. Or sorry, now you got me all mixed up. The Adventures of Young Indiana <laughs> Jones, yes. Chapter 20, titled Mystery of the Blues. It was uh, first released as part of the second season on March 13th, 1993. And unlike other uh, chapters we reviewed, this is a, a one shot that was all together. It wasn't two episodes into one, mm-hmm. although it did feel like it. So uh, you want to give us, a, yes. try to give us the, uh, the yes, in one sentence. Synopsis. Yeah. So uh, we uh, learn, we find out that Indy loved jazz music and learned to play a soprano sax and then had to figure out a mystery with Not Quite Human to figure out who that, to figure out that Capone killed a restaurateur. Although it wasn't actually decided it was Capone. There wasn't enough evidence, right? I thought, well, yeah, but they said that's who it was. And yeah, and then he he gets off scot free. Yeah. What a great climax. Yeah. Oh, we're not there yet. Sorry. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> so that's what this episode was about. Uh, high adventure. High adventure. Uh, but let's uh, start with things we did like about this episode. Uh, Caleb, first, before we start, have you ever seen uh, Young A.N. Jones before? No, this was my first uh, encounter with the show. I've, I've actually, I didn't even know it existed. Wow, this is a my like, go watch it. And I'm like, oh, my no, I was about to say this. If you were to see one episode, <laughs> this this is one of the ones to watch because it's the only one to feature Harrison Ford briefly. Mm, that's true. So, mm. what was one thing you liked about this episode, Caleb? Um, I liked that we got that like that little backstory of his love of jazz music. Like that was to me, it was interesting. It was one little character trait that Indiana has that he would have really never picked up yeah. anywhere else. It was, it was, it was fun. I, I, that, it's I really like they enjoyed made it up out of thin okay. air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it just randomly existed. What are you um, talking about? He said how he loved it the whole time and went to true. all those clubs. <laughs> yeah, forever. When Paul. he was running, when he was running from the giant boulder, he was he was just that's what he was thinking of. He was just playing in his head. He <laughs> exactly. Did you guys exactly. not catch that? <laughs> no, no. I, I guess I somehow missed how uh, the George Miller band was just playing in his playing in his head. Actually, that's that come later. Never mind. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of like World War Two, not World War One. Anyway, uh, uh, Celeste, what's something you liked? And I forget, Celeste, have you ever been on one of our Young Indiana Jones episodes before? I have. I've been on. Oh, okay. I've been on. I've had to watch one. Okay. Before, um, and then I've been on a couple where I didn't have time uh, okay. to watch them. Uh, okay, so I gotcha. kind of bounced out for that part. Okay. Um. So one thing that I liked was how. The beginning part before the murder was yeah. all real chill and slice of life. Oh, with the jazz yeah, yeah. music. That's how it was. Yeah. yeah. Like I I was like, this is nice. This doesn't it doesn't have to be 
you know, it wasn't running rushed, from and it w- boulders and snakes and oh, there was monkey no action. Brains. Yeah, that's why I said Slice of Life. All right. And you liked that. Interesting. I, I did. I liked that because I enjoy seeing what some people would think of as the boring stuff mm-hmm. when it comes to uh-huh. things like that because I feel like it flushes out the characters mm-hmm. more. And you know what? I would feel the same way if most of the show wasn't just that. But I digress. Um, I I did like... Uh, I, I, I'm a fan of Soprano Sax, so I like that he... Really? We, have you ever played it? I have played a Soprano Sax. I played the, the Kenny G, like, just the tube one. I didn't play a small, like, it oh, looks okay. like a, a saxophone one. Um, I wasn't very good at it, but I did. I have played one. And uh, so that's that cool. And I liked his his um, sort of uh, relationship with the main uh, clarinetist uh, jazz player. I forget his name. Yeah, but he was but, a good actor. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so that's something I liked uh, in terms of this episode. Uh, Paul was something you enjoyed. I, uh, very, I wasn't expecting kind of like this uh, tour guide of jazz music, of the different styles and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And they took time to go through that. So that was very yeah. cool to... That was. Um, that and, and the fact that they finally played the... Uh, the uh john williams indiana jones theme at the right, very geez. end for like a few seconds <laughs> gosh only took him 20 episodes but okay yeah. um so was that also something you didn't like paul that it took him 20 episodes sure, if we wanted you to throw episodes. that in there yes <laughs> every episode needs to be bookended with harrison ford and and have john williams music throughout the whole thing yes that would have been really nice um i will say that i didn't let's get into the things we didn't like so much about this guys and i maybe i missed something or you guys interpreted differently but when he goes up and plays at that uh, frat house or whatever it is that party where the people are doing the like the what kind of, it's like a da 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 it's the barbershop barbershop thank you Celeste yes barbershop and the trombone player and he's like he gets he gets like he does the super jazz and he's playing it and then he goes and plays at the club and he can't play jazz I'm it yeah. It seemed like he was great, and now he's not great. I'm very confused. No, because he's mirroring what they said about the clarinet player. He was, he wasn't accepted. He was too white to be to be accepted by the blacks, and too black to be accepted by the whites. And Indiana Jones was in that in his music. Oh, but it seemed like he's so much better when he is up there in the barbershop. Yeah, but it, place. it wasn't in that. It wasn't their style. All right. I understand it wasn't their style, but I'm yeah. in terms of just pure jazz, it seemed like he had it there and then but he lost jazz it somewhere. Wasn't welcome there. I don't care about that. I'm just saying well, the way he played well, was better okay. there, and then it's oh, like he lost the talent he had he by lost, the time he went and played in the club. I see. He lost his confidence, and therefore yeah, he also had well. the the confidence taken away from him. Yeah. When they I see. Oh, that's a good point and, too. Yeah. Well, but then that lady at the end said, oh, that's like the best that I've ever heard and stuff. No, at that place. Yeah, in that at house. At the club at, place? Yes. No, yeah, in that house. The Yes, but that, as he's leaving, though, that one gal's like, oh, man, I, I loved hearing that. And then the, the, the butler guy. That's why he was able to try to play with the other jazz people. Like, he I think we're in a heated agreement right now, but okay, that's fine. Okay, sounds wonderful. <laughs> so that's something I didn't like. Also didn't like that Keith David was in there for so little. I saw his name in the crowd. I'm like, oh, nice. I like Keith David. And then he's like, he's just an intro, he's just a guy playing at that one club they go to, and then that's it. But 
Keith David was in this? Oh, was he a player? <laughs> yeah. He was. <laughs> I, I didn't even Keith notice. David? He was the. Wow. Uh, I think he was a clarinetist or a trumpet player in the one club where they're like, oh, this is a, a blacks only club. We can't we can't have okay. you be here. And he's one of the musicians up playing it with. He wasn't Louis Armstrong. He is the other guy. So, oh, the other yeah, guy. Wow, I completely okay. missed that. Yeah, because they yeah. didn't give him more to do. I, I, which I don't know what you do with getting Keith David, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, I'm going off way too much. Uh, Celeste, what's something you didn't like about uh, this slice of life of Indy? I didn't like that the murder mystery had so very little to do with the first half. Yeah, it, it seemed very tacked on. It yes. didn't make sense. Like, yeah, it didn't. Yeah. They, there was some very vague leading up to it, but mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. wasn't enough for it to feel cohesive to me. Yeah. It felt like, Absolutely. you know what? Let's let's create an episode. Oh, it's not long enough. All right, let's put in a lot of jazz music. Oh, and it's still mm-hmm. not long enough. All right, let's create a, like a mystery. <laughs> like, like okay, let's put yeah. it, like sprinkle it throughout. No, 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 we don't have time for that. Let's put it at the end here. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. That's really what it felt like. And then the, because I enjoy a good mystery. Yes. As a result Mm -hmm. of the fact that it hadn't been sprinkled throughout, it felt rushed. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, that was my tragic maker was the Mm. mystery. I I love a good mystery and this wasn't a good mystery. It it was unsolved and it was very lackluster. Did you think it was the, the new wife that did it? I thought no. I thought it was the girl who left her ear. That was the that new wife. Coke. That was the new wife. I no she no wasn't? no. That's not the new wife. That was like the waitress. At oh, the, that was like, hey, Indy, if you ask me out, I'd say yes. You know that whole I thing. I thought that was she the was widowed at the wife. Okay, my bad. No, I at least no no no. They, they yeah, resemble each other. She's another waitress with Indy gotcha. at the beginning. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I thought I thought it was her. So yeah. So there's too many loose ends. It wasn't a good. Yeah. solved mystery <laughs> kind of going off of what you guys all said my mine is the just the pacing of it was bad yeah it was, it was uh, very, yeah. the pacing was so bad it was yeah. really slow and then yes i don't know i didn't it wasn't my favorite <laughs> yeah yeah and i don't know why they brought ernest hemingway back it's like yeah oh he was he didn't fit in. i like jay underwood and man i want to yeah. i want to like his characters but he's kind of a jerk in this and yes, and, and he also took the Lord's name in vain, and like and this is a family-friendly show. It's like, what's going on here? So, way to go, Jay Underwood! You totally messed it up. Jeez, bug! Yeah, <laughs> why don't you go learn how to fly, kid? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, you're not quite human. That's why you can't uh, fly. Anyway, I'm just trying to break out. I'm Jay trying to come Underwood up with a human torch off. one, but oh well. I guess I flamed oh, out well. of that one. Uh, 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 all right, guys. Well, uh, we don't have a classic nostalgic uh, tragic range for this, but uh, given this episode that we watched of Young Indiana Jones, would you want to continue watching based on your watch through of this episode? Uh, Caleb, what say you? Would you want to keep wa- keep watching the show or go back and watch more? No. Nope. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> if the pacing was this bad and the w- only one that had Harrison Ford in it, no, I'm not. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about you, Celeste? I must say no. No. Yeah. Paul, how about you? I I I enjoyed the the like I said the walk through the jazz and boy if if 
this was the only one I saw. I would want to watch more. Maybe it would get better and like Harrison Ford would have more of a role, but then I'd be disappointed. Yeah. So, um, well, but based on what I have seen the, going forward, yeah, I want to finish this up. I want to watch. Sure. Of course. Um, real quick. Did the jazz seem really fast to any of you? Like they just were That's just going really tempo. fast. The blues was more slow. Is that what you're no, talking about? Even, no, even the blues was really fast. Were you watching on 2X speed again? <laughs> One and a half X. <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> um, that must have been why then. Well, they should have slowed it down for me to make it more. <laughs> Do this for me, Indiana Jones. For me, it's the same. I yeah. I the only reason I continue watching is because we're doing this for the show. I wouldn't watch it on my own otherwise. So this episode would not be rated very highly for the Retro Rewind podcast, but. Thank you so much, Caleb. Thank you so much, yeah. Celeste. And for uh, also for me and Paul, we bid you all a whoop-paw.